Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 77. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody. It's another week, another game, another cup of coffee, another week without a donut. Very unhappy about that part. It makes recording so much less pleasant. But it's still great because we're talking about Atari games. And we got a good one today, so I'm excited to get to it. Just a couple little news uh, and feedback items. If you haven't picked up Sword Quest number one, the first issue of the new Sword Quest comic series, do that. It looks like a good one. We got one quick little response uh, just today, actually, to the post advertising the fact that episode 76 was out. John asked that age-old question, that bane of every Atari fan's existence. I don't know if that's true or not, but he does raise a point. Don't you hate it when you go over to a friend's house for the first time and ask if he has Atari, and he's like, no, but I have a Sears. And I'll admit, growing up, to the extent that I cared about it, I I knew there was Atari, I knew there was, you know, Sears video, was it video home computer system, something? And I think the first one that we had was the Sears VH, not VHS, VCS, Video Computer System, I think is what it was called. And, you know, it looks like an Atari, and it plays all the Atari games and whatnot. The one I have now, the the one, the second one that we got when I was a kid, and the one I still have, is an actual Atari 2600. But they look very similar, obviously. And I admit, as I'm looking at it, sitting here now, it's it lives in a a case made for the Telegames Center, the Sears Telegames Center, right? That that you could put a number of games and a couple of controllers underneath in the bottom of the box, and then the console would sit on the top of the box, and then you put a plastic lid over that. And I still have that, and that's what I keep the uh, console in, uh, to keep the cats from chewing on the wires and stuff. So I have a melding of worlds in my Atari cabinet, is what I'm saying. I'm all about bringing worlds together. That's what the show really tries to do, is make the world a more harmonious place. Yeah. Nobel Prize Committee, uh, look me up. So I'm reading this thing. I've been reading about this Atari Vault thing. I don't totally understand what this is. When I, I click on the link that I always see, all it does is it takes me to their webpage and it says, sign up here. But it doesn't tell me a damn thing about what it is or what I'm signing up for. So I have not done that. If any of you have signed up for this or if you have more information about it, let me know because I'm intrigued. Uh, it's a new Atari thing. Of course I'm intrigued. But I kind of want to know more about it before I give them any information. Okay, I just pulled it up here. It's um, store.steampowered.com. We live the golden age of gaming with a hundred of the most iconic Atari games from the 70s and 80s, now with online multiplayer capability. This extensive catalog includes classic Atari titles like Asteroid, Centipede, Missile Command, and many more, paired with intuitive new controls. It's getting good reviews, although I don't really know what they're reviewing. And maybe this isn't such a new thing, because it says it was released March 24, 2016, but I'm only hearing about it now. Or if I heard about it before, I didn't pay attention to it. Free to play. Okay, so they have some games that are free, I guess. Games that I've never heard of. And then I assume there's like a subscription thing going, or... Or what? And, and these don't really look like Atari games. I'm very, very confused. Is this a thing we like? Is this a thing we're doing? Is this the, is this a thing I should be doing? So many questions. Uh, and actually, that thing I said about how when I click on the link, uh, all it says is 
sign up here, but I just clicked on it now and it gave me a bunch of information. So maybe something has changed. Maybe I'm being obtuse. I don't know. Uh, let me know what you guys think of Atari Vault. Alright, well I think we should get on with this week's game because it's a good one. Uh, so without further ado, this week's game is Junior Pac-Man. 1984 Atari port of the 1983 Bally Midway arcade game. Yes, this is another in the long line of Pac-related video entertainment. And this time, it's Junior. So looking at the manual, here's what we got. Kidding around with Junior. I may be young, but I'm no baby. I'm a star, just like my folks, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. Sorry, Ms. Pac-Man. And I've got twice their energy. Come play with me. We'll race around giant playgrounds. We'll chase down magic candy. Hmm. Quote, unquote, magic candy, I wonder? Anyway. Uh, and run from ghostly bullies who'll tickle me to death if they catch me. Yes, because that's what bullies do. My playgrounds are full of challenging mazes with corners and alleys to hide in. I run faster than speeding roller skate, ducking behind barriers, dodging those mean bullies. I can even race from one side of a playground to the other. That's a lot of ground to cover, especially when you don't have legs, Pac-Man. You're just a round yellow ball with a beanie. But I've got to play a lot harder than my folks to live up to the Pac-Man family name. That's why this is a whole new game. Wow, there was a ton of exclamation points in that section. I'm exhausted. Getting started. Insert the cartridge. We're using the joystick for this one. Use the select button to choose one of four skill levels. One is teddy bear, two teddy bears, three teddy bears, and or toy candy. Why not just four teddy bears? Anyway, I just sort of defaulted to level one uh, for the field report if you're keeping track at home. Uh, press reset or the joystick button to start the game. Following every other maze, action stops and a tune plays while the upcoming maze is displayed. After a few seconds, the game continues. If you don't want to pause, because you're one of those impatient millennials, just press the joystick button for immediate replay. Use your joystick to joyride through the maze. Junior Pac-Man moves in the same direction you move the joystick. The maze scrolls when Junior moves down to the top or bottom edge of the screen. Oh, I didn't try to scroll up. I, I scrolled down. That's interesting. Playing the game. On the playground maze... Junior Pac-Man runs like mad, eating every dot in sight while trying to avoid up to four ghost bullies. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Tim. Clyde apparently being on vacation, I would guess. You start the game with three turns and lose a turn every time a bully catches Junior. Have Junior eat a power pill when the ghost bullies start closing in. Suddenly he's stronger than the bullies. They're running from him. He, he Be aggressive and get them. Watch for a toy-shaped candy that tromps across the playground. It turns every dot it touches into a bigger dot worth more points. But have Junior eat it before it gets too far. It can destroy the power pills. That's interesting. So it makes the, the little pellet things bigger, but it messes with the power pills. Interesting. Strategy. Don't let Junior Pac-Man eat the power pills too early. Wait until the bullies gain on him, then have him tease them toward a pill, quickly gobble it, and immediately chase them. Have Junior eat as many dots as he can before he eats the power pills. This gives him more clear paths for chasing bullies. Dots worth... 10 points slow Junior Pac-Man down. Dots worth 50 points slow him down even more. So, when the bullies close in, have Junior dash into a clear path to outrun them. That's interesting. I did kind of notice some variations in speed that I hadn't really seen in other Pac-Men games. Junior Pac-Man turns corners faster than the ghost bullies. When the bullies are closing in, have him make lots of direction changes to outrun them. Get to know the bullies' personalities. Each one is unique, and you can use that fact to your advantage. Allow the toy candies to transform as many dots possible into 50-point dots, but have Junior eat the candies before they destroy the power pills. 
pay attention to game sounds, such as chopping sound to toy candies. They'll clue you to what's happening in parts of the maze that you can't see. When you graduate to each higher level, the playground is faster, tougher, and even more challenging than the one before. One teddy bear is the easiest level, in which just one ghost bully chases Junior. Two teddy bears, Junior runs from two bullies, three teddy bears, three bullies pursue Junior. Toy candy, this is the hardest level in which Junior tries to outrun four bullies. Again, why not just call it four teddy bears? Anyway, score points by having Junior Pac-Man eat the bullies. The more bullies he eats per power pill, the more points you score. Your score appears at the bottom center, center of the screen. The number of turns you have left appears at the lower left. Teddy bears or the toy candy showing your skill level appear at the lower right. First, second, third, fourth ghosts range from 2 to 4 to 8 to 1600 points. Tricycle's 100 points, a kite's 200 points, drum for 500, a balloon for 700, a train for 1,000, kitty for 2,000, and root beer, 5,000 points. A dot is 10 points, a dot touched by toy candy is 50 points, and an energy pill is 50 points. At 15,000 points, you earn a bonus turn. That is how you play Junior Pac-Man. Basically, it's Pac-Man, right? Or Ms. Pac-Man with slight variations. Junior Pac-Man, the arcade game, was released by Bally Midway on January 1, 1983 obviously based on Pac-Man and its derivatives, but according to Wikipedia, like Ms. Pac-Man, Baby Pac-Man, and Pac-Man Plus, this one was created without the authorization of Namco and was one of several games that would eventually lead to the termination of the licensing agreement between Namco and Bally Midway in 1984. Dun-dun-dun! Like many other games from its generation, Junior Pac-Man has a kill screen reaching the 146th round causes the game to display an invisible maze that does not contain any dots, making the screen black, which will effectively end the game. On both sides of the screen, a few tiles will appear briefly. All the characters seem to move freely. Wow. How much do you have to play this game to get to the 146th round? Interesting. Based on the somewhat limited popularity of the game, it was initially only released for the Atari 2600 console that featured different mazes that scrolled vertically rather than horizontally, but is otherwise a faithful adaptation. Ports for the Atari 5200 and the Atari 8-bit computers were finished in 1984, but were scrapped, along with Super Pac-Man, when the home computing and game console divisions of Atari Inc. were sold to Jack Tramiel. The game was later ported to some home computers such as the Commodore 64 and the PC. The discovery of an unreleased prototype for the Atari 7800 was the subject of an April Fool's Day joke on the Atari Age forums in 2009. The joke was revealed as a cover for a homebrew version of the game, which was released in ROM cartridge format. I also saw a review on GameFacts.com. See if you can tell whether or not these folks like this game or not. You eagle-eared listeners, you know, tune in here. The headline is, Are we sure this is an Atari 2600 game? And the review starts, I gave the game a 10, but in reality, this game deserves about a 30. Seriously, this is the best game for the Atari 2600. If you have a 2600 and you don't have this game, you're really, really missing out. And then uh, the reviewer goes on to say why everything... Graphics, sound, music, control, fun, and overall is just 10 out of 10. Uh, The last uh, line is, This game just proves what the Atari 2600 is capable of, which is nothing by today's standards, but was something unique back in 1983. Okay. So after the break, Pac and Ms. Pac were tough parents to live up to. Does the Pac apple fall far from the power pellet tree? Honey, have you seen Junior? Yes, he's outside, overeating 
pellets and contributing to child pack obesity while slaughtering the undead. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, I'm gonna go take a nap. Jazzy little tune. It's a little disorienting at first. How the screen, the, the maze kind of scrolls down. But I like it. than the ghosts in the other Pac-Man game, Pac-Man games, whatever. Oh man, that was just sloppy. Yeah, you, you hit a power pellet and you they turn into uh, the blue ghosts, but they don't stay that way very long. And they chase you pretty good when they're not the blue ghosts. You do that again. anyone that Junior Pac-Man can consume an entire bicycle in one bite? So many questions. Back to you in the studio to try and answer them. Okay, so here's the thing about Junior Pac-Man. I liked playing Pac-Man in the arcade. I liked playing Ms. Pac-Man in the arcade. I liked, as a kid, playing the Pac-Man Atari 2600 port, but like everyone else, I was disappointed that it didn't really look like arcade Pac-Man and it wasn't quite as much fun, but I liked it anyway. I really like, I never had Ms. Pac-Man for the Atari as a kid. I have it now. I really like it. Uh, it looks good and it's really fun. I don't remember ever playing Junior Pac-Man or any of the other derivatives as a kid. I kind of remember seeing some of them on, oh, there was a TV show I've talked about on the podcast before. One of those TV shows back in the 80s were sort of the... the prototype for watching people play video games on TV. I may have seen one or two of the other ones on there. I have a half memory of seeing Baby Pac-Man in an arcade one time, but I could be wrong about that too. It may have been a different Pac-Man. It might have been Super Pac-Man now that I think about it. I don't know. So I got Junior Pac-Man somewhere along the way, picking up carts for the show. And I thought, well, this could be interesting. So I sat down to play it today. And it's really fun. I really like it. It feels a lot more like it takes what's good about the Atari version of Ms. Pac-Man and uses that versus what, what you get in the Atari version of Pac-Man. It looks, to me, more like an arcade game. Uh, more color, sharper uh, visuals, sharper movements. 
you know, Junior Pac-Man's adorable, of course. He's got his little beanie with the little propeller that's spinning around. It moves fast. It's kind of thrilling to be able to scroll down, and your maze kind of expands out in front of you. Um, the ghosts are relentless, uh, even more so than, than in Pac-Man. Um, I like it. I like this game a lot. Is it the best game for the Atari ever? Like they said in that review from GameFAQs? Eh, I don't know about that. But it's quite entertaining. Um, I kind of look forward to hearing what you guys think about this, because I know there are a lot of Pat Maniacs out there. Um, so yeah, so I was very happy to play this game, and I'm sure it's one that I'll be playing more as my life goes forward from this point on. But, as always, at this point in the show, we put aside game review stuff to dig a little deeper, to look into the soul of Pac-Men everywhere, if you will. What is going on in Junior Pac-Man's life? What's making this kid tick? We want to know, and we think we have answers. And they go a little something like this. Hey, do you know who my parents are? Do you know who my parents are? That's right, chumps. I'm Junior Pac-Man. My mom is Ms. Pac-Man. My old man was the first to show those ghosts who owns the neighborhood. See? 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 Over there? There's the ghost kids. Junior ghosts, they call them. Lame. They're so nice, too. Always with the please and the thank you. They almost never randomly steal kids' lunch pellets or pull up all the flowers around the pipes in Mario World. Last week, the ghosts were helping the teacher round up the kids on the playground after recess. Voluntarily. I mean, I could have done that too, but I was busy changing one of the answers in each of the Professor Pac-Man multiple choice questions to duty poopy pants. Because that's really funny. Duty's hilarious. And it's not like the ghosts are totally good either. Like last week, they chased me for no reason. All I was doing was strolling through the playground, minding my own business. I mean, sheesh, you eat one power pellet, get really big and devour a ghost, and suddenly you're a bully. So then those ghosts start chasing me and yelling, Tickle monster, tickle monster. And I'm running and running, and then these weird thoughts start playing in my head, like one of those movies where they speed things up to show time going by really fast. And in my head movie, I'm seeing me playing with the ghosts, and I'm being kind of a jerk. Weird, right? And then this giant magic candy starts pelting me, like out of nowhere. Stupid airborne nougat. It hurts. Like, sticky hurts. I yell to the ghosts. Hey, you stupid ghosts, help me. But they don't come. They're like really stupid ghosts. But that candy, it doesn't stop. It just keeps falling and falling and spinning around. To be honest, I was getting a little scared. My old man, he wasn't scared of anything. And mom? Mom was a badass. Oh, sorry, sorry. I meant she was real tough. Why won't these rotten ghosts help me? Hey, I yell, but they chase me away. I hide behind a barrier, but those bullies, they find me. Maybe that's because a bully always knows a bully when he sees one, this old, old voice says. I look up, and it's dumb old Tim the ghost's dad, Clyde, gliding up to me from behind another barrier. He blinks at me a couple of times. He's super old, like 30. Your parents and I, he says, go way back. That's because they always beat you. I say. Clyde the ghost shrugs. I didn't even know ghosts could do that without shoulders. Yeah, Clyde says. But did it make them any happier? Well, they won, didn't they? They beat all of you, I said. And I can too. Clyde looks around. Sees all the magic candy surrounding me. And the ghosts just kind of doing their own thing. And he asks, How's it going so far? 
A magic gummy bear launched its way into my left nostril. What choice did I have? I could feel my old man spinning in his arcade cabinet as I said, Can... can you help me? I asked, so quietly it was drowned out, almost by the constant drone of wanna wanna wanna, all pack beans constantly here, in their ears. Clyde blinked a few times. Yes, I can do that. Well, Clyde was old, but he could hoover magic candy like a ghost half his age. He even got Tim to come over and apologize for saying he was going to tickle me to death. Before I knew it, I was apologizing for, well, everything. The ghosts were pretty cool to me that day. It was weird, but nice. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't go home now. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers, including Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course iTunes, where you should leave a review, Junior. Pack a review up in here, man. See what I did there? I sandwiched an, a request for a review between the word pack and the word man. Pac-Man. Get it? Get it? See, that's the fine, multi-tiered humor you get on this show. You really should be reviewing and supporting us. Speaking of which, you can support the show financially at the Atari Bytes Patreon page or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at our store on Zazzle.com. Links to all of that in the show notes. You can email Atari Bytes at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the Atari Bytes Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And of course, check out the website, ataribytes.libson.com, where all of these show notes and much, much more can be found. And don't forget to check out my other show, It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown, for all your animated Peanuts gang needs. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. Want to know what's going on with Snoopy and Charlie Brown and Woodstock and Peppermint Patty? We've got you covered. We are your one-stop pod for all of your Peanuts Town informational needs. Well, that kind of got away from me, but you get the point. If you like Peanuts, you like Linus and Lucy and all of them, check us out. Next time on Atari Bytes, Battlezone. I've never played Battlezone before. I really, really hope it's like a fighting robot thing. Or perhaps Republicans versus Democrats. We'll find out next week. Until then, go play some old games. They've missed you.